0: In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy Beck Did It Better. This is the 19th album on the list. It's Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Hey, guys, I went down into uh, Russ's mom's basement again. This time there's a radio there, and I turned it on. I tried to make it about the mom, and I forgot it was records. I don't, I, I don't like <laughs> when Rob mentions the word turning on in my mom's basement at all. I we need to stay away from this. Uh, that might be the theme of this opener. Listen, oh no. I just want to tell my kids out Wait, there, if what? I'm dead and you're listening to this at my funeral, I'm not the proudest of this one. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hey, everybody, this is K-Rob. Oh, okay, I love it. I k We've got a song coming got up a bumper now sticker. that's about me and about It's about turning off the multiplayer and just playing with your own joystick. This is oh, a song about Jack Toys. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the no Jack the Noise. <laughs> I'm still up, but it's late night. Gonna give myself some delight. Kids and wife are asleep, so I'm gonna have to do it quietly. In the basement way, out of sight, <laughs> going to my favorite website. I don't want no. to get caught. One headphone in and one headphone. Oh man, I just heard a door close. I touch myself. Or was that just in these poor notes? I touch myself. I'm just showing <laughs> that I love me. <laughs> I touch, my, touch myself. I gotta do it so I can sleep. <laughs> Nature Zambian. That's a hang up. Nature oh. Zambian. <laughs> but don't touch. When you want to hear about nice. the greatest like albums it. of all time. I don't know, Robert. But had you're bars. just too to look, Yeah, I'm pretty much the like cutter clerk. If you want to hear about right production quality they nice. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. All right. Welcome all you Beckerheads out there. This is a Beck <laughs> did it better. That's what makes you guys laugh. That's my big joke today. We've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing today? I'm doing great.
1: Thankfully for our dozen of dozens of listeners, this podcast is free.
0: Yes. Yeah. I've got Aaron uh-huh. out in California. Aaron, how are you doing?
2: I think is this podcast also nine inches? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh,
0: uh, maybe combined. <laughs> Okay, so I'm rubbing off the board. I'm rubbing off the board that says we've done no dirty jokes. Okay. Matt, put that ruler away. Not the Back to zero. And then I said, to zero. And then I said <laughs> rubbing off the board, and that made Aaron laugh too, so thanks a lot. Matt in Minneapolis. How are you doing, Matt?
3: Doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, let's get right into it today. I don't have time to mess around. So we, guys, we have a Bext to the Bext line, okay? So people are starting to send. Now, we have gotten two pictures of feet. I want to say, listen, we love it. Okay. Aaron, Aaron loves it. He thinks it's great. I didn't think it was going to be that many male feet, although I don't know what exactly I expected, Um, but it is a lot of male feet. And I got to say, y'all got fucked up feet out there. All right. So let's listen to this text that we got. What? Listen to a text. Yes, that's right. I have hired a new AI to read. Okay.
1: You you sure it's not just these
0: these Amazonian women that have been showing up on my my first dates, on my Bumble dates? I paid one of those women $5 on Fiverr to read this. Here we go.
4: Hoping this is the back line. If so, a couple things. (laughs) This is Steve from Minnesota. Maybe not that Steve, Steve, but Steve nonetheless. (laughs) One, any soccer talk is too much soccer talk. My daughter plays soccer and it's just the worst. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so we gotta pause it right there <laughs> it's a bummer. steve steve his daughter plays soccer he does not enjoy it <laughs> he said it's steve not that steve <laughs> okay i didn't mention Two.
4: that buying records or anything for that matter at best buy is a great idea Please help spread that to all your thousands of <laughs> listeners.
3: <laughs> they got no supply. So we've got I'll tell Best you this. Buy I've looked. They've got supporter. no supply at Best Buy. So
1: did he just try to pimp, pimp yeah. a Best Buy record record yeah. store or
0: what? I want to be very clear. Beck did it better is not for sale. Okay. We will not <laughs> bow down to these cheap in uh, text advertisements. Okay. We, if we would have gotten any other voicemails or any other texts, I would be playing that but you cannot play voicemails or you cannot play text of pictures of feet. So we got nothing else that I can use of the podcast. Uh, But uh, yeah, so Best Buy, if you do want to give us a couple thousand dollars for all the downloads you're going to get, let me know.
4: Please help spread that to all your thousands of listeners. Okay. Okay. Three, you should do a bit on if Ross can guess if a person is a wild player or a member of one of the bands you've done albums for on the pod. He absolutely hates the wild and I love (laughs) reminding him it's a sports team.
0: Okay. So uh, now I got to tell you this. I did try to do this. And so I looked up some wild players that had over a hundred games. Oh, and I can tell you right now, this game is one of the worst ideas that any of our, now I have said before, our listeners are a bunch of dumb fucks. It continues <laughs> because I'm this on is record. one of the worst ideas. Cause every single wild player I looked up was named like, you know, Linderman, Linderman, Singard, And I was like, well, who's <laughs> going to not know that's a, wild player. Like every single wild player is named after some Norwegian country. I don't even know who the wild are. What are we even talking about? Is this like a junior league
1: soccer team or what's going on?
0: <laughs> and then I was like, well, who are we going to do like members of the band? Like, am I going to quiz him on Stevie wonder's bass player? And then we're all going to laugh that he didn't know who that was. Like doesn't make any sense. Cause I can't say like Ringo, but I could say like Ringo Nygaard. And
2: then you'd be like, I think Michael know? Henderson played bass for him, but not on songs in the key of life. Oh
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Here we go. Fourth one.
4: He absolutely (laughs) hates the wild, and I love reminding him it's a sports team. Yeah,
0: you already said that. Come
4: on. Four. Love the pod. It's literally the thing I look forward to every week. Always puts a smile on my face. Oh. Lastly, here is a foot picture. Distribute as necessary. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so I do want to say to that uh, I did not see that fourth one right away. So when he said it brings a smile on my face, I'm sorry that I called you a dumb fuck on the air. All right, <laughs> that's our bad. All right, rolling going, everybody. Steve, not that Steve though. We are getting into rolling going. Let's do rolling going. Oh my good god, my kid, my kid just walked in and saw me doing this. It's humiliating. He did bring up his
1: daughter's soccer being the worst. You guys have kids. Are your kids in sports? What is it fun to go to your kids' games or Matt? Is it the worst?
3: <laughs> uh, I, No, it's fun to watch your kids. It's the setup of it sometimes that drives you bonkers. And Brandon, who was on a couple podcasts ago, he's got a son the same age as my son. And, you know, so that you, you gr- your kids are growing up, and all you're trying to do is get them to share, you know, hey, help help that kid out. Share. You know, don't, no, 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 no. Don't hit that kid. Share, you know. Oh my so God. then we get on the soccer team, and all of a sudden they throw yellow team over here, green team over there. And all of a sudden it's get the ball. No, take it away from what's going on. You know, and and the kids are looking at you like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know, you've been telling me (laughs) to share the whole time. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's good to have them out doing stuff. And if they like it, great. So I don't
0: know. to all those parents out there say hi (laughs) to
3: your (laughs) new daddy. That was a parenting
0: tip from Matt. Oh yeah, yeah. Not really a tip, I guess. But that's a, that's a tip. I can't take
3: a, bit now. a tip.
1: Aaron, I was kind of curious. So your son is going to grow up in, in a household with two musicians sure. as his parents, is he going to be into sports or are you guys going to be helicopter parents when it comes to like, he needs to play the trombone or he needs to play the clarinet or whatever mm-hmm. the broken clarinet is like, what, what route is no, he going to take here?
2: So he, uh, he's three and a half. He does enjoy sports in a very freeform way. So our, he, Oh my god, is that the most
0: Californian sentence you've ever heard in your life? He, he just he like, enjoys sports in a freeform way. <laughs> this is the, this is the same state that brought us the hacky sack. Okay.
2: So like I can't get him to like play in the backyard. He only likes to play in the driveway, which has resulted in multiple injuries over the summer. But yeah, his thing is like, oh, I like it when dad spins the football on the ground like Icky Woods style and I run yeah. around. And then like we do that for a little bit, and then he gets out the baseball tee and takes three hacks. And actually he's got a pretty good swing now. And then he's done with that because then he wants the baseball tee to be a lightsaber. And then he'll pick up the Frisbee and throw that two or three times. He's like pretty good at it. But uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to, you know, I don't think he's going to play a whole lot of team sports. Maybe he will. It's totally up to him. Definitely not going to be helicopter parents about learning music. We, we do have a piano, which I have a great story about to share another time. And I hope he will learn the piano, but I'm not going to, we're not going to push it.
1: I would never play that piano. I'd have to walk through all those crumbs
0: to get there. I would never sign up for that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think Matt's, I think Aaron's child might have a good future in like interpretive dance by the sound of it. He is a very, he's a very interesting dancer. He's
2: got some good moves.
1: Yeah. Rob, don't your daughter swim. So do you go to the, the, the pool? Do you always smell like chlorine? Are you the dad yeah. who always smells like chlorine or what's your, what's your sports parenting no, style? Going to the
0: pool in New York is really cool because it combines everything you love about New York city and that it's super crowded Everything is out of the city, so you got to take a train to fucking Nowhereville. And then three, it's super hot. And then your kid swims and literally it's over in 30 seconds. And you've been there all day and you watch your kid swim for 30 seconds. She gets like third and you have to be like, oh, good job. I'm so proud of you. Not really. That's the same time you got. And I know because I'm keeping track of it on a spreadsheet. So 30 seconds,
1: that sounds about the same time you'd spend on K-Rob doing whatever business you need to take care of before you go to sleep, right? Yeah. I, this,
0: you know, I'll tell you, this song did take multiple tracks. So it took me more like 10 minutes this time and not five oh, minutes. Nice. There you go. And I'm ignoring what you're trying to bait me into. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> so, what were we talking about? Do we rolling going, on going? going? I think we are about All to right. roll and go it. Who did I call on where they said something about sports? What, what is going on? Did I call on you? We Aaron? haven't actually said, started rolling going yet. Oh we, my we God. Haven't I haven't started, really started rolling going. I was like, I'm totally lost. I was like, why did, how did we start about We got into this, this
2: as a result of our text from Steve, but the oh, other Steve. right. But not that Steve.
0: It's, it's the a, a Bax. Backst- I already, I already forgot about our dumb shit listeners. i sidetracked It's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rolling Going. Oh,
2: yes.
0: Yeah, enough content from the listeners. It's time to listen to that content that I made that everybody loves. All (laughs) right. Uh, Rolling going. Aaron, how's it rolling going with you?
2: Uh, It's been a week of uh, ups and downs for me, I'd say. Uh, So
0: I I, I would say. Did you buy a
2: pogo stick? In bed? Bought a pogo (laughs) stick uh been a good week i feel good i always feel good talking to you guys uh, about music i'm happy to be here uh on tuesday of this week i cooked a nine pound brisket first time in my life i've cooked a whole brisket and we made some deliveries to friends uh who celebrate hanukkah and also like brisket
0: so i felt good about that nice how did you cook the brisket Uh, i'm interested
2: yeah yeah so well i don't have a pan big enough for this so i i braised it in um beer and uh some spices and such. Uh, Michael, D- Michael W. Twitty, who has come up on this podcast before, ooh, ooh,
5: ooh,
2: uh, has ooh. a really good recipe for a West Twitty? African,
3: the country yeah. singer for no, a West no, African no. inspired
2: brisket. So I kind of riffed on that a little bit, some ginger, some spices, but I didn't have, I don't have a pan big enough for a nine pound brisket. So I did have to buy a disposable roasting pan this time.
1: I, I, I have to know, Aaron, when you guys deliver this brisket, there's no chance you and your wife don't do some sort of caroling outside the house, right? Oh
2: Ah, oh, that would have been a good idea. We didn't. It's COVID, man. You just drop it off at the door, and then you run back to your car. We didn't. We didn't do any caroling. We should have. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the rats stream out of Aaron's house. Somebody drops it <laughs> on his front step, and the rats stream out and grab it. Yes. He tries to come out and pull it from him. They're getting a tug of war with Aaron. It and this pulls piece of into food. nice strands because it's so tender. Yeah,
2: so I was <laughs> proud of my brisket. I felt good about my brisket. And then yesterday, nice. I'm fairly certain I broke my toe in my garage uh, doing yoga. So. I don't know what happened. I
0: was like, now what positions were you going from where you would break your toe? Like, I don't understand. I don't How are you moving was, that no, fast? You even, break your toe.
2: I wasn't even started yet. I was like walking to set up and I stubbed it. And I think it's open. probably, you don't, broken. you don't
1: do the yoga in the tent. Do you, you move outside yeah. of the tent for the yoga,
0: right? Yeah. Are you no, trying I, to I, yourself?
1: There's oh, oh no, Oh no, no, that's gotta be, is that what you call yoga? That ha-
0: that's gotta go. What happened? What is happening? <laughs> that's gotta go. What? I'm asking if you were trying to <laughs> yourself. no No, i was not no no you hit your toe on the ground and that's what stubbed your toe
2: i I just (laughs) like it was a very like four almost 41 year old move of just like oh, i'm walking on the yoga mat and now my toe hurts super bad and like today it's bright red and black and blue so what are you picturing he he didn't say no
0: i i want to point out he did not say no (laughs) he was he and he was nodding yes during that whole time he was like big (laughs) nods like all the way up and down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we get it, Aaron. Now he's winking at us. I don't like that. Okay. Uh, okay, rolling, going, man. How's it going with you?
3: Good, good. Um, you know, being home, being in the deep, dark, cold of uh, Minnesota, it's, it's turned into Netflix season for me. So there's been a lot of good stuff on Netflix. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, like remember when you were younger and it would be Saturday afternoon no. and you could watch like a uh, blood sport on Channel Nine and it was just like kumite, great, no Kumite Kumite, kumite were, just so good. Horrible, kumite, You kumite. are next. Yeah, there, I mean, but there'd be <laughs> Rambo, all those movies that were just horribly made, and what? but they were so good yeah, and you just had to watch them. Netflix has about thirty-eight of them now, and they got a couple French ones and a couple Israeli ones, and so I've just been hammering the the cheesy horrible. Um shoot 'em up movies and they're great but uh, the best thing i've seen so far is um it's on season two a show called song explorer um it started out as a podcast a guy named and i'm gonna i'm gonna explorer butcher this and apologize but
0: what's that explorer or exploder
3: explore well it is exploder isn't it
0: yeah rob with the wind boom baby rob, so
1: smart that's some smart shit Matt might be confusing his his Netflix account with his
0: uPorn account or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I've I've watched
3: all two seasons. I like of how this. he says
0: or or whatever it is oh, uPorn dot com slash Mills or whatever it is. I don't know, you know, whatever. I don't know Matt's preferences. Yeah.
3: I've I've watched two seasons of this, and I've never gotten past the X-P-L-O on the title, and it's Exploder. The guy's name is Rishkesh Hirway.
0: I
1: never get past the opening credits either.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, if they're there to buy a house... Why is the wife looking at the bathroom, so the real estate agent, and the husband, say on the bedroom? It makes no sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am not doing this thing, by the way, where I talk about different kinds of pornography again. I get, I get so awkward every time. I do not like it. All right, so Matt, you were saying? We're pulling Just the think by,
1: by episode five hundred, what Rob's going to be talking oh, about when, when it comes bad. to his uh, his preferences.
0: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: Keep go ahead, man. We're sorry.
0: so sorry. We're, Matt gets mad. Matt's not like Aaron. He's mad that we talked over him. Go ahead, we man. We want to the show. I just want to get through
3: this. No. I just want to be done with my role and going. He's talking so about music. sit and listen and to you like, guys man. talk about Kendrick Lamar. All right. We know that's a lie, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the, the season two's got The Killers, uh, When You Were Young, and Nine Inch Nails, Hurt. And a couple mm-hmm. other songs, I don't know. But the uh, Heret- the guy's name, I really... Apologize for not getting it right because he's phenomenal. What he does, Harishikesh, here away. Harishikesh started out having a podcast, and he does this huge deep dive into these songs. He gets like the original recordings, and he gets them broke down, you know, to every single layer. And he brings in every member of the band, and they talk about what they were thinking, what you know, what does this mean, how they come up with this stuff, and it's just phenomenal. It's like twenty minutes of breaking it down. And then you hear the song out of it, and it's just great. So, you oh, know, I, for I me, just got an email from somebody named Kesh Morso, and he says, "Hey,
0: just heard your RESPc for Feet, and I want to talk to you for a show on Netflix. So.
1: See you guys later. I'm out of here." He's well, doing yeah. All. Yeah. season four is all is all K Rob. Yeah,
2: we yeah. knew we were going to lose Rob eventually. Oh. He's going to the big leagues. We're just riding his
0: wave. We're yep. just riding. So, man, why his do you enjoy this show so much?
3: I think you know you you, you hear a song. And it means something to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's uh, very superficial. Sometimes it's like, like, Oh, that's a cool song. Sometimes it's really deep. And the more you hear it, the more you kind of dig Mm. into it. Um, I wasn't a big nine inch nails guy. I think we talked about it. I was probably 12 or 13 when it came out and I was more scared of it than anything, but you've got um, all of a sudden you're Trent Reznor is breaking down hurt which is the last song in his album. We're going to get to it. It's a phenomenal album. I think it's about 50 on the list now. And uh it it's just you hear where he came from, basically making music on his bed when he was a teenager, hanging out with nobody, and all of a sudden he's this huge uh celebrity and it's it, it's just cool to kind of see the arc of how these people come up with music and, you know, half of them are Hey, we didn't know this was going to be anything. And all of a sudden this is huge success. And so how they handle it and what it means to them now, 20 years later. And so it's just, it's just a cool uh, thing. If you, if you know the songs, it's great.
0: I I just have to say this. If there's, if there's eventually we're going to be on a Netflix show where they break down the world's most popular podcasts. Yep. And we have to go on there and talk about a certain episode. And this is the episode we have to talk That's about. A
1: sad fucking world.
0: I'm going to throw you guys under the bus so fucking fast. It's going to make your head spin. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, oh You just, I, uh, listen, I'm going to see that as a vehicle for my own glory. And I'm going to be like, yeah, these shitheads. I had to tell them, like, we wrote down all the jokes for them. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Rob was the ghostwriter for all of our. You jokes. mentioned, like, <laughs>
0: connecting with the
1: song. I'm kind of curious. Like, we've made it quite a few albums in. We're probably 25 albums in with the with the reset of the list and everything like that, is there a certain song that you guys heard that really connected with you or just kind of connected with you in a way that you didn't think it was going to happen that you're going to always remember as part of this first few months of this podcast?
3: I keep going back to, wouldn't it be nice by the beach boys on Mm. pet sound? I don't know why, you know, but listening to that album three or four times during that week that we did it, um, that song has stuck with me. I think more than, more than others there's been a couple other ones but that's the one that comes uh to mind right away
0: i'll tell you for me it's anytime i hear kanye west from now on i'm gonna think of this podcast because i i did not listen to any beforehand and now i just you know from from the album to his christmas one which i thought was just one of the greatest songs i've ever heard in my life i just uh, he's he's right in my wheelhouse i realize Mm. Aaron, how about you
2: yeah i think for me the first one that comes to mind is aretha's cover of a change is going to come because i Mm. sort of knew that album
0: and I, I know was so curious really what well. Aaron was going to say. I was like, I wonder how deep this dive is going to be.
2: It's not that that's not that deep, but it's the mm-hmm. last, that's the last track on that album. And I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't always get there when I had heard that album and listening to her say, I had an old friend you just watched the said this thing. Uh, yeah. I just watched the intros. Um, so yeah, I, I was not as familiar with her version as I was with Sam's Otis or um, baby Huey. So that, that's the one that sticks off to me.
0: See, for me, I always scrub
1: forward to the end. So I hear stuff like that. <laughs> All right. You made a very inappropriate hand gesture when you did a scrub there, Rob. Russell, what's that the song? That was way inappropriate. Sign? You gotta you gotta put that camera up. No more hand gestures from Rob when he's using the phrase scrub. Aaron, shut up for a second. Russell, what's the song <laughs> that
0: you uh care about?
1: The I've I've got two. I think one is definitely the opening track on the Kanye album we just listened to. That oh, that just yeah. I listened to it so many times, I loved it. But the other one is on a track we recorded and we never got to talk about it. It was the white album, I think Blackbird by the Beatles. You guys know you know that song, obviously, but yeah. that song is just so simple and beautiful. So going through the, the quest, that's been one of my favorites. It's just very simplistic, but very beautiful and touching. Russ rolling, going, how's it going with you? it's it's going great rob we're kind of in that moment of you know we're just getting past the holidays but we're still having you know christmas cards coming in or holiday cards coming in from your friends maybe you're getting something in the mail from someone and i got an amazing gift from a friend this week and i figured i needed to share it with you guys
0: oh. so oh, well it's he's taking his belt off i oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry did i need to give you guys warning on that or yeah. not he's showing us his friend
1: so okay, I'll put like it this. back. Hold on, I'll put it back on. Okay. <laughs> so I did I did get a really cool gift from one of my coworkers. She sent me a Star Wars Chia pet. And I was like, oh, this is very That's cool. Awesome. It's like a Yoda Chia pet. And I'm, at least I claim, I can claim if I can keep this Chia pet alive, like I've grown up to plants. Mm-hmm. So if I get to plants, <laughs> then I can get to animals. Then I can maybe have a human relationship at some point. But my favorite <laughs> gifts that I got were from a good friend of mine named Aaron out in the Oakland area. And he Mm. sent me two records to add to my collection. He sent me a very nice note. And in my, what he added to my collection was first, probably my favorite musician ever. We got Johnny Cash live at San Quentin, which Aaron sent to me from his personal collection, which is like extra special. Very, very special. So thank you, Aaron.
0: So wait a minute. Aaron has talked about how he doesn't have a lot of space because he lives in a little dollhouse, but (laughs) is he just regifting stuff that he has? Uh, one of the two things he sent me was from his collection, but like, I've got some old sheets. I've got old sheets that we don't use anymore. Can I send you those too? Like,
1: it's not like you sent me a scratched up cocktail album or whatever that <laughs> what one is. He, he sent me Johnny cash l- live at San Quentin. So that is pretty awesome. So thank you, Aaron. Yeah, man. but he also sent me, maybe you guys have heard of this one. Sonny Rollins is called, Sexophone Colossus. <laughs> Se- have you guys heard of Sexophone
0: Colossus? I have not. I didn't just hear about it, Russell when you wanted songs to play for a woman what, wait, in wait, the car. What,
1: what, what, what Rob? What? For jazz. What, you wanted Rob, recommendations, what, so you came what? to the
0: three smartest and sexiest guys you know us. Yeah. Yeah, best, and you said, please, yep. I'm going to be on a date. I need some jazz to look to play in the car. I recommended Sexophone Colossus for you because it doesn't that isn't that the one that opens with St. Thomas? Is that the one?
2: Yeah, Rob, you're such a jazz head. You've tried to hide it. You totally are.
0: Oh, I jazz so hard. <laughs>
1: uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: zero take, minutes. I'm gonna Cross take this, al- I'm gonna
1: take this album, Aaron, and I might not play the music in my car, but I'm at least gonna set it over the Herbie Mann albums that are still in my back seat. Yes. So next time a lady gets in my car, she might not hear jazz. She might hear something else. Like we're gonna be listening to the Beck did a better pod, but at least saxophone Colossus will be in the back seat. I think you're going to have to pull an Aaron
0: and put the record player in the front seat and then put your date in the back seat (laughs) and be like, you know, if this goes well enough, someday you might move up to the front seat. (laughs) Matt, did you get any gifts for the holidays or not?
3: Well, I too received a couple um, records from out in Oakland somewhere. I think, I think from our good buddy Aaron. I'm the John. And I Apple finally got my records. first copy of push, 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 push. <laughs> <And> so I, <laughs> so I got no, the no. album. I, I can't reach it here, but it's oh, prominently gosh. displayed. Uh, I got to put it away. when My kids come around. I don't want them looking <laughs> at that, but, you know. <laughs> but no. So R- Rosie, uh, I appreciate it. It's awesome. Great gift. I love you guys, and I sent Rob a gift too,
2: but
0: he's saving it for Christmas. So we'll yeah, I'm do not that, that on the next. Episode. You guys are sick opening gifts early. That's a sickness. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna open it while at the same time yelling at my kids, just like every Christmas.
2: But I'm gonna get. I have to get serious for a moment, and Rob can edit this out. But this has been a highlight of my 2020. I look forward to this every time we we chat. So I just wanted to show my appreciation.
0: Cheers to that. This podcast has been one of the worst decisions I've made in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> All right uh, no I'm just kidding actually I, I you know of course I love you guys I think this has been so fun to be able to talk with you and that brings me to my rolling going thanks for asking Hey, the introduction going. of rolling a brand new segment and I want to remind you that I did say I love you guys you know what time it is it's time to make fun of Aaron oh yeah don't worry he likes it
2: uh, I don't own a microwave.
0: All right. So let's get into the section where we make fun of Aaron. This is where I, I find stuff that it was Aaron somehow. Now, Aaron has a habit of talking under us. Okay. We definitely don't talk over Aaron, hey, but he, he does, does try to talk under us. All the edits I said to Robert about, hey, Aaron's talking under us. Can yeah. you just mute him out of this? Yeah, we need to, he, and he just will talk and talk and we're, you know, Russell and I have a very normal conversation. Definitely not trying to talk over him. Uh, And Matt stares at us. So here's the thing is that uh, I have picked up something from last week that Aaron said that I want to make fun of him for. So this is, again, the famous segment, make fun of Aaron. (laughs) All right. Here is what I have to say. Now, I just want to tell everybody, I'm ostensibly the host of this podcast. Okay. So I'm trying to get the podcast. We're trying to do funny things. We are trying to talk about fun things. We are, you know, sometimes it's tough with some of the material we're we're working with or whatever. But we are trying to have a good time. So we, uh, on the, this like is from cans? the Christmas episode <laughs> where we were talking about the song Christmas Rappin'. Now, just to give you an idea, I made the very classic joke of, oh, Christmas Rappin' paper. Okay, we told the story about huh? when Russ almost got in a fight at uh, Carlton because he said he went Oof. there for some reason. Nobody understands why. This is, was Aaron's response when we were talking about Curtis Blow. Hey, bro, That's what I was going to say, Aaron. You stepped right on what I was going to say.
2: I'm also pretty certain Curtis Blow just had a heart transplant. Okay, so I think what are we supposed true, to do right? with that? What are, what
4: are we supposed to do with that information? Uh,
1: I think we were going to take all of our podcast, all the money we've made from the podcast, and put it towards like a GoFundMe to yeah. get him back up back on shape. And we've
0: sent him zero dollars so far. So good luck, Curtis, with that new art. I mean, I know we're talking about the chia pet, but transplants. Now I've heard about everything. <laughs> it's like okay let's talk about fun things well curtis blow did just have a heart transplant it reminds me of the fragility of human life in general
5: okay yeah, well now on the jingle myself. bell rock
0: and i had Fair to like point. edit Fair and point. i really did it i had to cut out both myself and russell because we were both talking over him at that point so i had to silence it make the mp3 put it in redo it it's a mess. So that was making did, did, fun of Aaron.
1: Did Aaron talking under us make the original
0: podcast or not? No, absolutely not. I cut him off. I get, I get annoyed when Aaron talks under us like that all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's got to <laughs> cut it out. When he hears us talking, he's a like, zip it. Yeah. All right. I also want to say I have an apology. Okay. Ooh. And I don't do this very often because I do. It is my standard uh bean it is my who I am it is my Every joie time does rob
1: something off off schedule it worries me it's gonna involve me so I just Where, I just pray and I drink
0: <laughs> and I try to get through it. I, I need to apologize for something because I went on and on as I was editing the Christmas episode I noticed that I kept referring to Mariah's Carey All I Want for Christmas is you as the horniest uh Christmas song that there was. Now at yeah. no point in that song does she say anything horny.
4: <laughs> okay, it is actually
0: literally a very sweet song of I Want a Christmas, I Don't Need Sounds Anything like Else, I Just Want a You. Reflection on the album, and I literally I just kept saying over and over, if you listen to the episode, I'm like, it's so horny. And you guys are like,
5: mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so then afterwards, so a little look uh, behind the scenes here is after we get done talking on the podcast, we then talk to each other for about two hours. Uh, because our the first thing
3: you went right, Hey, oh, guys, we got to see this, oh, yeah. So literally, that. I pull up Check the Ryan video, and I was
0: like, this video was so hot. When I was in middle school, like I just thought this was, she was so attractive it was the hottest video. So we watched the original Mariah Carey. All I want for you is Christmas. It has to be one of the least sexual videos ever created in the history of MTV. <laughs> She's like wearing a snowmobile suit. <laughs> that video with dire straits where they're the animated guys are, is more sexy than this Mariah Carey video where they're in the, where, he, Money she, for is, nothing. Yeah, where she is Mission in the tree. She is literally the whole time in a, not form fitting. It's like a form like obscuring snowmobile suit. It's red. Somebody is driving an old ass, like 1970s snowmobile (laughs) around and that's it. There is no sexy part of the video. There's nothing exciting happening. But the whole time I was like, so sexy. The guys are like, oh, okay, that sounds good. No idea. I don't know what I was going through at that time in middle school where I was watching that video. Who can imagine what I was doing in middle school when I was watching that video? Okay. Nobody I'm can imagine not it. Imagine
2: not going to imagine what you were doing watching that video.
1: I don't
0: know. How, how, how would you have? I don't know. You guys have sons. Good luck because they might end up like me. All right, so that is it for my rolling going. Let's get into the album. We are talking about uh, Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, This came out in 2015. It's kind of one of the big albums of conscientious hip-hop that we're going to talk about. This album, when it came out, debuted at number one on the charts. This was a juggernaut at the Grammys. It had a total of seven nominations. It ended up winning for Album of the Year and Best Rap Album in 2015. He and Kendrick Lamar at the same time, not related to this album, had four other nominations from different collaborations that aren't on this album. So at that Grammy ceremony, he was up for 11 Grammys, which is wild. Now, the way this album came out is that he was planning for his third album. Uh, He then, when he, he took a trip to South Africa, and he said that it made such a connection with him that he literally scrapped, he threw away two albums worth of music. And his quote is, I felt like I belonged in Africa. I saw all the things I wasn't taught. Probably one of the hardest things to do is put together a concept of how beautiful a place can be and tell a person this while they're still in the ghettos of Compton. I wanted to put that experience into music. So you're kind of giving me an idea of what this album is like overall and some of the themes of the album. And I was blown away by this is that I think to me, if somebody said, can you point out modern day poetry? Like when we look back in 20 years and we talk about poetry in the 2010s, this is exactly what I'd show him. When I was listening to this in my headphones, I was like, this is the first album I was like, I gotta look at these lyrics. I gotta see what he's actually saying because I know that I'm missing something. And it was, it was, I'm just blown away by this whole album. All right, so let's get into the album. The first song is Wesley's Theory. And you might say to yourself, hey, is this album, a, is this song about Wesley Snipes? Oh, yeah. It kind it of is, right? right
4: oh, it totally much is. is.
0: So, uh, Aaron, as you know, is a major. He's, he's what we call a p-head in that he loves Parliament, he loves P-Funk, he loves that whole thing. And when he he said that he loves this album, and when I heard what this album sounded like, it sounds exactly like a Parliament album. I was like, oh, this is why Aaron loves it so much. I mean this this first couple tracks is so heavy on that funk; it's just crazy. The intro with George Clinton is is pretty badass,
1: isn't it?
2: Yeah, I love hearing George Clinton's voice. I love, I love the the funk vibe. I like that that he like from track one. He throws in that whistle sound, which is just like an absolute signifier that this is a West Coast gang, you know, LA rap. I, I love it. <whistles>
0: uh, <laughs> that's you don't hear that's a very common noise on a lot of G funk albums. So you don't hear it very much. But so my
1: understanding is legit. Like this whole album is kind of and correct me if I'm wrong, but part of it is like black people to some point have. You, have, have been successful. And then he kind of looks at it as like, Hey, people are successful, but they haven't been like, they don't have the education to know how to like pay their taxes Mm -hmm. or to like deal with things the way that um, institutions have always dealt with before. And so then we punish these people. And so he, he calls it like Wesley Snipes as an example where I think he went to jail for multiple years for, for tax evasion. Is that kind of the, the idea behind part of this album?
0: Yeah, I think it's the idea, right. That, that Wesley Snipes was so famous and made so much money but at the same time, society doesn't educate, you know, young black men on how to take care of their money or how to pay their taxes. And so we got in trouble for it, which is totally true. I mean, I pay somebody to do my taxes because to me, it's I I don't want to deal with that shit. Like, and who who teaches people that if you don't grow up in a family that does that, it's crazy.
1: I started looking in and and I was like, is there really that many artists that have gone through that? And then it turns out there is a ton of artists that have gone through this, like, um, Mary J. Blige owed $4 million. Flava Flav, Matt's favorite, $3.1 million. No wonder Matt doesn't like him. He doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> but there's some really interesting ones. Mystical owed $3.2 million and did time for it. Jeez. Fat Joe owed $3 million, did time in federal prison for it. That's crazy. Chuck Berry did four months for owing hundred dollars in back taxes. Mm. And, and when you talk about this like being a real thing, there are a couple ones where I was like, Willie Nelson owed $32 million, $32 million. I don't believe he did any time for it. Oh,
0: ex- there, you, there go. you go. Bingo, bingo, bingo. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously it's, it's just, it's well, another form. Taxes point.
2: are from as, as far back as Al Capone, maybe further taxes are an easy way to get the federal government involved in people they want to go after anyway. And there is a long this, history as well of, of surveillance of African-Americans and, uh, surveillance of, of black rappers. There's a whole host of information about people who were being surveilled, uh, you know, illegally and taxes are an easy way to, to get an inroad there. Go ahead, Rob.
0: Well, guys, I mean, if setting up cameras in a bathroom is illegal surveillance, like who hasn't done it? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I haven't. Aaron interview? Have you? Nope. Yeah. No, no, not guilty. Russell. No, no. Just you, Rob. <laughs> No, I was you know I was just gonna say there was that ESPN thirty for thirty uh, episode broke you know and so it goes from it's a socioeconomic thing it goes from uh, entertainers to athletes it goes ac- across the whole gamut and it's it's more than just the entertainers it, it, there's a new Ma Rainey uh, movie that just came out on Netflix and I watched mm. it today I, I plan to watch it today because I wanted to see it and what's the name of it Ma Rainey Black Bottom. Okay. black bottom gal Rosie am I saying you sure right? you, sure you it's got, got the right website black black bottoms, here you sure right? you got Netflix and not yeah. the other one it's called my rainy exploder you missed yeah. the exploder Chadwick part Boseman's
2: last, last
3: films yep. peace and, peace. and uh, he, he died while I was in post production and you know it talks about the same things there as back in the 20s and uh, you know the entertainers getting used by white uh, suits more or less and you know how how it just affects everything and it's and we're still talking about it here and so i don't know it's 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 a deep long standing um problem that will continue to be a problem until something changes
0: you know isn't it weird that this is so similar to one of the best opening tracks on any album ever tax man i mean it's just like it's it's so crazy <laughs> that it just lines up like that, that it just keeps coming up i this,
1: this track was this, it, it kind of Jumped all over with different kind of musical aspects, but I really loved it as an opening track. And And it lays down
2: his entire thesis. Like he's talking about buying guns from the CIA. He's talking about Wesley Snipes tax stuff. Like, you know what this album is going to be
0: about. I will say though, I was like, oh, is this, is this like a P funk record? Like it's very strange. And it gets away from that at the end. I mean, part of what he's talking about on this album is that he's really going through the history of black music, right? So he's going all the way through funk. He's doing jazz. He's doing You know, bebop. He's doing all these different kinds that you're going to hear, which is part of why this is uh, so entertaining. And here's a little bebop for you.
1: So, this is the interlude. This is the second track, technically, right?
2: Yeah. He's just rapping his ass off. I don't know how he does this.
1: But it's super fast, too, isn't he?
0: Yeah. And I don't think. Like, I don't want to put down rap as an art form because obviously I, I I elevate it incredibly, but this is beyond (laughs) that. You mean when you rap,
2: it elevates rap. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, when I did it, I was like, I was like, this
0: is very hard for me. So it must be very, uh, it must be a very (laughs) high form of art.
1: I fear if I feel like he may have interpolated the bad boys or whatever that word is called interpolated. Is (laughs) that the right
0: word? (laughs) But, but that was like, I mean, that's like a, a, a combining rap and like a scat, like. It was just incredible, and I, what I really love about this song is I love this woman in the beginning and saying this. Playing.
3: I shouldn't be with you anyway. I need a
4: baller ass boss ass. brand ass.
0: Everybody know, it. Your <laughs> know it. Can you imagine being with a woman? And she called, Russ, what if you were on a date and she goes, "God, you're baller ass. You're boss ass." You'd be like, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's what.
1: No, I I think she was essentially calling him off brand ass. That's what I typically get. Usually the worst thing about this is that I normally get this in text. It's not a call. And in my text, I also use a female voice for text reading like we did earlier with Steve's text. So I have like a robot text texting me these breakup messages yeah. like on a weekly basis. And it's like, you're off brand ass. I need a better ass, a boss. It's really terrible. You, it's very hard to
0: get through. You are like a bunch of BK Knights. I am looking for some Nikes.
1: Wow. BK oh,
0: nights. Yes. Oh, I, I haven't been referred to as that yet, but if that happens, I will, I will let you know immediately. I, if some woman calls you BK nights, just marry her. Why not? (laughs) All right. So next up we have King Kunta. I love this. This is a highlight for me.
1: I think this is the best song on the album, The beat on this song just is so awesome. I
0: mean, P-Funk all over the place on this one. Now, this has this bass player, Thundercat, on it. And it's helped to be produced by Red Food of uh, OMFG, right? Is that the band he's in, the group he's in?
1: Is it? Is it like the yellow Thundercat, or what Thundercat? Aren't there like five of them, and they all put together to form really, the ultimate yeah. Thundercat? Cat. thundercat Thunder Cats oh! stuff i like no Thunder you're cat. thinking of uh megatron no i think it's thundercats no, i think there are no, no, five no, no, different no. cats no no our listeners go google now i think there are five different cats that form a huge cat no
0: <laughs> no no no, oh, you, I'm 100% of right. Voltron.
1: no i'm right i'm right on this
0: one no thundercats is the one where they had the hot cat the old cat the guy cat and then like
1: and then i think they form a bigger cat
0: no i think that's a dream you had thundercat himself has like a whole he's
2: his his solo album uh i think it's called punch drunk love uh is great but he's a he's into he's definitely into like a lot of weird cartoons he sings about anime he's a very interesting guy and it's fun to hear his voice all over this this album this is the track that for me like this is what i wanted to hear i remember hearing this album the first time when it came out i felt like i just want to hear kendrick you know rap because that's what he does better than anyone what you realize the more you listen to the album is that he's done that. He's done pure rapping. If you listen to good kid, mad city, or even his mixtapes, he's done the rapping thing where he can rap better than anybody. And he's, he's judicious with how he hands out his bars on this one. But yeah, I agree. Russell,
0: like he's just going for this one. What band am I thinking of guys that has red food? They did party rock.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. You've stumped me.
3: Is that the LMFAO? LMFAO?
0: God, I was calling him yeah. OMFG. God, I'm, an, I'm so fucking old. So LMFAO is the group that did Party Rock, right? And Red Foo is in that group. And one of my favorite facts of all time is that Red Foo is in that hip-hop group, and the other person in it is his uncle. Can you imagine <laughs> starting a hip-hop group with your uncle? Just pick an uncle, wow. any uncle you want. <laughs> imagine you're like, hey, we should start a hip-hop group. It would be a wild. That would be a wild. Russ, would you do a hip-hop group with your nephew? Yeah, now that I would be down with Russell. Yeah, Russell That's would cool. Be, it's,
1: it's gonna be—it's gonna be called Barney did it better or whatever my nephews are into these days. And we're just gonna like—we're gonna do—we're gonna do. I love you, you love me, over and over. It's gonna be awesome. God, this song and the opening to it—I mean, listen to this. I
4: got a bone
0: to right from the drop, right?
4: Because
0: hey, hey, this album is interesting, right? Because it—it kind of goes mad. from him being talking about social fish. issues to him talking about being famous and wrapping those in and then talking about going back to the streets. I mean, it's just the tone shifts wildly between the songs. I love it. I think this also is just a requirement. If you were the top
2: rapper in the game, which he was at this time, you have to have a track that destroys every other rapper in the game. You just have to come out and do it once. And so this was him saying like, yeah, I can still do this. And then I'm going to do everything else I want for the rest of the album. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't think making fun of people is very nice. I think people should stop doing that. I agree. All right. The, that was a joke about me. All right, now I have to explain my joke. Wipe that off the board, Matt. Rub that out too. All right. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Institutionalized with Snoop. You mentioned this is with Snoop.
1: I decided to um, honor Snoop tonight. I think believe this is the first album where Snoop was co-starring on one of our albums, and you know yes. Snoop is kind of known for showing up on these albums, about right? The oh and yeah. So in honor of Snoop, I am drinking something called 19 Crimes Cali Red, and it has Snoop on the label. 19 Crimes tells the true story of rule breakers who beat the odds, overcome adversity, and went on to become rock heroes in their society, folk heroes, I should say. And Snoop became a leader in contemporary pop culture. Snoop embodies the timeless values of the 19 Crimes rogues who came before him. So I'm honoring Snoop tonight by drinking this bottle of 19 crimes, Cali Red. I love it. Snoop is mm. a folk hero.
0: I'm looking at what the other 19 crimes are on the uh, website. I, this is weird because one of the crimes is underage drinking, and it's just like the son of the guy who made the wine. And then the other <laughs> crime is, uh, is George W. Bush for war crimes. So I, that's kind of oh. that's hard oh. I'm surprised by that. Oh. Oh. I, Trust me, that's better than the other joke I was going to make, guys.
1: I don't want to laugh, but I can't help it. Uh, I, suppose it I suppose it works when we're talking about ins- being institutionalized in institutions, right? I love how local and global this album is. He's so
2: specific to Compton, and he's doing so many things that are Compton, you know. I mean, Snoop's not Compton. He's Long Beach, but, you know, West Coast rap. And he, I think he's quoting Snoop when he says, I put that on my mama and my baby too, baby, baby boo too. And then Snoop shows up on this track. It's so cool. And then the whole thing is about, a larger experience. And I love that kind of like micro and macro in the same.
1: Do you, do you think he was pissed when Snoop called him out as being five foot something? So I, I had to right, look up cause I I'm not a huge Kendrick that. Lamar fan. I've never really listened to his music before when Snoop called him out as being five foot something, I was like, well, what does that mean? And then I went and looked it up. He's only like five foot six. He's pretty short. And I was going to do a list on the shortest rappers ever, but I decided not to go that route. But like, you think he's like, well, hey, what the hell, man? I know I'm sure you don't need man. to call me out. Or does ah. or he approve what Snoop does on his album?
0: Could you imagine if a rapper was too short and a pimp? Like, that'd be wild.
1: <laughs> oh, Rob, that's so good.
2: That's the one thing Probably I left out of my rolling going is that tomorrow night, I'm super looking forward to the E40 versus too short on versus the battle of the bay that was supposed to be part of my i don't mind.
0: know edit that i, out. I so understand sorry. the words you said i don't understand <laughs> the order that came out of your mouth almost exactly, none of We that. call
1: that a left field take is rob. that a football <laughs> game
0: going on what are you talking about it's, uh, I,
1: think, I believe that's called a left a field hole. take
0: rob <laughs> yeah you know what i'm leaving this in yeah, too of me looking all- for the <laughs> The pause is staying in.
2: This there's been the the second greatest media event of 2020 after what this podcast has been the verses series oh, where they yeah. bring in two artists to do battles against one another. They've had. Erica Scott versus Jill Badu. They had, uh, whoa, oh, geez, Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. Sorry. You're going to, have to edit that out.
1: <laughs> I, I don't uh, like what Aaron talks under our soundbite. They had either. young
2: cheesy versus too. Gucci Mane. I mean, and tomorrow night is E 40 versus too short. I'm sorry. We got to get back so to Kendrick. Aaron. Matt, I'm where, I'm sorry. If,
0: if I wanted to catch this so-called greatest media event that nobody but you has heard yeah, of, where would you go check this out?
3: Instagram live or Apple music.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to give me some like Vivo site. Such like, a
3: big uh, event that it's yeah like, on channel four or okay. channel five. So like, it's on like, my Google yes. drive.
0: I'm going to share it with you. Like he's got, to, you got to go to like, you know, rap.fre. And you're like, wait a minute. Is that, how is that FRE? How's that a website? All
1: right. So let's, uh, when you, it's crazy. When you log on, there's two viewers. It's you and Aaron watching this. That's,
2: yeah. Welcome. Welcome to my party. Thank you guys for joining. So the largest, this song the second biggest media event.
0: This song also had a hook. Now, the problem is I listened to these at school, right? So I started singing the hooks to this song. Now, the first hook I I loved was the first part where he says, every blank is a star. And I was, like, singing that in my head over and over. I was like, don't sing that out loud. You're going to get in in trouble. And then the second one was this. Yes,
2: this is in my head all the time.
1: I I, I thought... I thought this was the worst part of the album. I didn't get it. And I'm sure there's a lot of parts of this album that I'm just not going to get and aren't going to resonate with me, but like I don't I don't get it. I think this is the weakest part of the album.
2: But Russell, that's because you have always been a cleaner person than I. Like Russell, you are much better about <laughs> taking showers than I am. Like I I remember vividly <laughs> Wait, man, like you are much more cleanly than I care. and I think about this. you think like no, you got to get what? you got to clean you got to clean yourself. You got to take a shower. You got to move on with your day. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't make any other changes. And Russell, you're not familiar with that because you're always.
0: Do we need an Aaron Wrightfield take of the week or Aaron, not? <laughs> Aaron, Aaron spends too much time on foot care. He doesn't spend enough time on showering. That's the thing. It is wild, though. Isn't isn't just isn't just toilet paper, like, in general, the idea wild? Like, and I heard somebody say oh, this no. the other day, like, if I stepped in, like, dog shit, right? And it got all in between my toes and, like, the whole thing, right? <laughs> and then somebody handed me just a piece of paper and was like, here, wipe this out with your this paper, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's good enough. Oh, like,
5: man, that's I don't wild. Know if we can recover from this, right?
0: You gotta have some liquid in there. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you're totally right. Maybe some disinfectant. Oh, oh Aaron, right. You're sick. All right, so let's talk yes. about uh, these walls. This this won a Grammy for best rap and slash song performance. And uh, Aaron, don't laugh with how this starts. Just listen to how this starts. Guitar- Sex. So is this a double entendre for vaginal walls? Yeah, do you know the song Sugar Walls? Kind of sounds like a Prince song,
1: doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Rob, you were talking earlier about how he was trying to do something with Prince. I think it was on this song, right? I I have no idea. right up prince's alley for sure i think they were going to do hit, uh kendrick lamar and prince were going to do some together and they got in the studio and then they just ended up talking the whole time and never did it but <laughs> i think this was the song where Man, prince was that gonna like work the with them on. that it sounds like how we start have. and
0: end this podcast except the thing that comes out in the middle is not as good as these walls
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't make kendrick lamar records in between
0: <laughs> yeah turns out neither one of us are kendrick lamar or prince all right so there is a line in here about effing a famous rapper.
4: Right, me, her,
0: the, the, Aaron, why did you want this clip in here? Her Defend yourself: really her
2: Oh yeah, I just meet up at night about the only girl cared about you when you asked her how she known famous rapper. Can talk. Talk. I just thought that kind of brought the whole song home, that, that he at the, the whole time he's been talking to a, a person who doesn't know that his, his lady's sipping out on my I feel like that's like the kind of punchline. that's it. I, I wasn't trying to make a joke or anything.
1: I, I wish when I got broken up versus via robot text that they would say, Hey, I've, I decided to hook up with a famous rapper instead. Mm-hmm. It would be much easier on my, my ego than the previous <laughs> robot
0: voice breakup text. yeah I broke up with you for a Butterfinger candy wrapper. <laughs> there's something there. I feel like there's a joke there somewhere. Okay. I'm going to flesh it out in <laughs> here. You're right. Okay. So what candy wrapper is the funniest? Zagnut I mean, bar. I, I, it's kind okay. of way off. Milky All right. <laughs> uh, now we've got You, Lowercase. This song is about his depression, which he has famously struggled from. And it's also an allusion to the Tupac poem, Love is Just Complicated. Tupac comes up over and over. Kendrick talks about Tupac as being a major influence on him. I mean, this is poetry in my mind right here. Matt, what do you think of the album so far?
3: <laughs> My favorite part of the show. My, the Matt's not talking it enough, so let's ask him a question yeah. and see what he says. I love it. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's kind of stressful to me. Oh yeah. Um, you know, all, it's 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 not my cup of tea from a rap standpoint. Uh, he's clearly, uh I mean, he's an artist. He's ahead of his time. He's he's great at what he does. It just it it just doesn't speak to me. I guess mm. so. That was I not think
1: one of my favorite songs. This this is the song where there's like the old raspy voice rapping. Am I right on that? Oh
0: yeah, it's this part here that Aaron cut yeah, out. Goes I'm not going to listen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Did you part. like this part, Aaron?
1: I'm,
2: I, I mean I'm I, I'm I gotta agree with Matt. It is stressful. I I don't I don't know if I would say I would like it. I like it, but oh. I think it's important to include as a
0: the the second part of this of the story arc of this song
1: understood
0: that's that's it's rough to listen to somebody what they think the voice in their head is telling them when i just ignore the voice in my head at all times or i actually listen to the voice in my head at all times that's what the real problem we
1: we we seem to hear that voice about every friday rob so you, you keep you keep suppressing it it's going well for you
0: yeah i think if you guys could see the things i'm thinking that i don't say out loud you'd turn white Oh, Parts of this album are, you know. are definitely not intended to be pleasant to listen to. And,
2: and I've read that right. uh, from several sources of people writing about this album. And that that song in particular. That's hard That one, song hard did it because I stomach. skipped
0: it over and over and over. Yeah. Next we have Alright. This is the song One an Song anthem. of the Year, best music video, best rap performance, best rap song. Or actually it was nominated for those. It won best rap performance. And best song. I this song became a big rallying cry for the Black Lives Matter movement.
1: What do you think of the rapping here, Aaron? This seems like super impressive.
2: Yeah, I, I liked like I like this uh this little clip because I think this is again him flexing his muscles where uh if you listen to some of his like uh his mixtape section eighty and a uh, couple of other things where he can do this anytime he wants. If you you know, it's like um I'm struggling to come up with a an uh, a synonym in other worlds, but um, well it's like if he like, wants like to Wilson, come right? and rip the best rap verse of all time of the year, he can do it. And he chose on this album to explore a lot of other musical avenues. So uh, he's always able to do dense rhyme schemes and uh, internal rhymes and write poetry, like Rob said, but he doesn't always choose to do that. So I I was interested to
0: hear that. that But this is something we see. We've seen it over and over. We saw it with Brian Wilson. We saw it to an extent with Bob Dylan, but they're like, yeah, guess what? I can churn out those same songs that you love. And I can do that over and over and over. And I could make a commercial success. Anytime I want, I don't want to, I want to make something more complicated. And that's where we get kind of these real seminal albums like this. Right. And Aaron, don't give me a thumbs up when I say seminal. (laughs) That's not his thumb,
1: but they can put it away anyways. Wow. All right. Uh, When I, when I heard that one though, when I heard that, I heard it was like a really fast rap. So it started making me think. What are the greatest fast rap songs oh of all my time? God. Oh, this
2: is
0: up. Oh, man. Okay, this now I fun. do see Aaron's thumb for sure.
2: <laughs> I was, you know, I was hoping we would talk about this because it's another, you know...
0: I um, feel like I'm going to let Aaron down, though, here. Well, that's not let him down. Let's count him down. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's, 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 that thumb that's been sticking up in Aaron's
1: <laughs> Zoom call is going to go down real quickly but yeah. I don't pick his songs he likes. No, I'm, I'm
0: excited. He's got a shirt on, on that said Jeffrey Tubin did nothing down. wrong. I don't... Oh. <laughs> I thought it was funny.
1: Okay, so one thing I tried to do is there's a lot of rappers out there that are really, really fast. But I've tried to pick most of my songs on my list are songs that I think are good songs, not just the fastest rapper. So the first song Love of the, fa- the best fast rap song ever is Outcast. Bombs over Baghdad. Oh, we have Big boy oh, here. Check oh, this man. out. Yes, that's fast.
0: fast. I gotta say, this guy, Man, I
1: this thump. This one jumped on the list quite a ways, right? Snake-onia is its on that album. Yeah,
3: uh, they've got a couple that All of a sudden, they got four or five albums. Let me check.
1: God,
2: that bang! But you can Ooh. hear every word. You can hear every word. It's in- And so don't incredible. you think,
1: like, if you're going to be a fast rapper and you want really people to really enjoy it, you got to be able to understand what they're saying. It can't just be syllables, right? Yes, right.
0: I am going to say, when somebody was recording a karaoke version of a rap earlier today, it was very difficult to both speak clearly and quickly. Both things I'm not very (laughs) good at. (laughs) (laughs) Number two on my list, and this one
1: became famous if you guys ever saw Harry Potter, the kid who played Harry Potter did this, a cover of this on the Jimmy Fallon The Tonight Show. This is Black Alicious Alphabet Aerobics. You guys know this
2: one? I don't know this no.
0: one. No. I'm gonna seek it out though. Wow, you stumped you stumped Aaron Russell. Stumped you win me a prize, on this one, Russell. You got me on this one.
2: It's <laughs> kind of got a jazz baseline like a lot of this album. I do know Black Blackalicious, but not this song.
1: So the, the track is essentially him going through every letter in the alphabet, and he's just putting it together all these words. But if you go look it up, look up alphabet aerobics, and the first thing that's gonna pop up is what's the guy's name who played Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe does this song on The Tonight Show, and it is so fun to watch. I would highly recommend it. God,
2: being famous,
0: if you're fucking famous enough, I mean, can you imagine going on The Tonight Show and being like, oh, you want to talk about acting? No, actually, I want to rap the song. And he gets to rap it with the roots. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, too. and they're that's like, cool. well, okay, well, okay. You're so famous. You can do that. What song? Is it a song everybody knows? Nope. It's Black Alicia's Alphabet something. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Well, that's like, that's how you test how famous you are. If I tried to do that, they'd be like, wait, who are you? In the post game show. We'll check it out. You guys will r- really love it. Number roots three are on the like list. played in her sleep. I love that you call it the post game show.
1: Number three on the list is Eminem rap game. Let's see if you guys know this one.
2: So this a wait, song Is there a sample in here From Blue
1: I'm Blue That song I'm yeah. Blue da, It might have been I hear it <laughs> oh, you yeah. definitely hear it Eminem <laughs> poached that He better give them some money <laughs> But this song actually Broke the record Wait I hear more I hear a lot of different <laughs> <songs>. <laughs> This is <laughs> Most words in a hit single: fifteen hundred and sixty words in a six-minute song. Most words in any hit single song ever.
0: Did you guys hear all the samples in there? Let me listen to this <laughs> again. <Okay>. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Just get them all in, Rob. I don't know what you're talking and about. It, is there a honky? I I heard him.
1: I thought I heard him sample the Jitterbug at some point. <laughs> oh no! This has gone fucking anywhere. <laughs>
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wow, we really lost Oh, my God. Oh,
1: no. This
0: is literally number the same nine. as us talking over Aaron during the podcast. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> like
1: when Aaron talks under our samples.
0: Before here. I edit it, that's exactly what it sounds like with all of us talking. Then Aaron's like, brr, brr, burr, boring <laughs> stuff. And Russ and I are saying real fun, cool stuff. So
1: Num- Number two on the list is bust a rhyme, break your neck. Tr- check this one out. This I is feels, fast. I'm
0: sorry, Aaron. I think that was mean. That's getting edited out, by the way.
3: Buster Rhymes is uh, underrated. Underrated. See the king and of nice, fast rapping, do you between think? Between like 93 and 98, 99, man, he had some bangers. We haven't used bangers in a while. No. Didn't Buster Rhymes really come to our college Sarah at
1: Wilson. one point? Didn't he perform at our college? Oh, yeah. He definitely he did. did. He and at yeah, one point, college. he held out
0: the microphone for the crowd to sing. And, a, yeah. and, uh, 300 <laughs> Caucasian Lutherans from Minnesota had no idea what to say at any point. <laughs> this, this we concert was the only songs.
1: concert where I've ever gone crowd surfing. I may have been oh. with Rob actually, or I was with some friends. We were in the very back. And I remember someone picked up a smaller friend of mine and they made it like three people forward and they got dropped right on their face. Like within t- <laughs> so, like two seconds. So then in classic then my college were,
0: male fashion, you were like, that i better try that it's gonna go different my, for me
1: <laughs> all like the friends that. were looking at me like russ you got to go next i'm like look i weigh like 50 pounds more than that guy and they dropped him i'm not doing it they're like just try it and i crowd surfed and i got all the way to the front i made to the sage and then security grabbed me and they threw me out because
0: i was crowd surfing
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i do not remember that
1: i wish did I you like having
0: that. everybody touch you i think that'd be fun but i'm an extrovert i think that would be a good time
1: it's, it's what I think about whenever I listen to K. Robin before I go to bed. Hmm, okay, I'm
0: gonna what, what? I'm gonna say that as a search right. term for later. Crowd surfing. Number one on
1: the list, Erotic. and this person is often credited as being the fastest rapper ever. So this one you might not know this song, but it has to be on the list. It's Twista, Mr. Tongue Twister. Check this song oh, out. Yes. You know what, Aaron?
2: I don't know this song actually, but I know I know is Twista.
3: This, no? I
2: mean, often, I know him from exactly. his recognized yeah, I know him best from his
1: collab with Kanye. 1992, he made the Guinness Book of World Records 11.2 syllables per second on this
0: song.
2: Ooh. He's from Chicago, I think.
0: What if it turns out is just a micro machine guy in a wig? He was like, well, "Wait, I can I make some to money cut with I the this. micro
1: machine guy from the list. I thought I would get yelled at for that one for taking I don't do you nis- think? Who, who else out there did we not touch on for fastest rappers that are awesome?
2: I don't think you missed anyone. I think it's a it's a particular skill that not everyone has and not everyone everyone even tries to.
3: I think every once in a while people try it and they do like a verse or two and they they get it down pat, but it's not like a oh, art form. Like right. Twist really made a he really made his mark by kind of coming out quick like.
2: Yeah, I I don't think I, I Russell, I think you nailed it. I don't think you missed anybody. I mean, I think I think people used to talk about Tech Nine as a fast rapper, but I know there are two I different look, Tech Nines. I did look at Tech
1: Nine. Tech Nine didn't make the cut.
2: Yeah, so I don't think you missed anybody. I think Black Thought can do it if he wants, but you're not going to find the, him doing the it The other that one often. that I
1: had a hard time with was Bone Thugs has a lot of fast oh, rap songs. But so the songs that you guys all know are uh, not their fast uh, songs. So, like uh, Crossroads and all those aren't the fast
0: ones. Yeah, he's got, they've no, got some I fast think. verses on Crossroads, though. I think not fast enough for this list, Rob.
2: Not, fast enough, not as fast as Tongue Twister. <laughs>
0: All right, next up we've got Did you guys
1: sale. like when Tongue Twister was talking about like put your red hand on red, put your left foot on green? <laughs> like that was my favorite part of that
0: rap. Russ <laughs> unveils that that's in the back seat during his dates. It's just a twister board. He's like, "All right." <laughs> Interlude. This is that this is where he's starting kind of an arc for the rest of the album where he's talking about Lucifer and kind of a a more religious slant talking about Lucifer and the later one he talks about God. Coming out the whole time he was talking about saying Lucy, I thought he was saying Lucy, like loose cigarette. You know how you can buy one cigarette at a time?
5: Oh, right. So I was like, Why I is he so mad at just, Lucy's?
2: I didn't understand that Lucy was loose for That's that's news to me, but that makes a lot of sense now. I like again, he talks about riding dirty. I think like he's just like dropping a little.
0: It's a a survey of of music. It really is. This is fun too when he changes his voice a little bit. I like this. But I I was in a we were Amelia and I were in a bodega up on 115th Street. I think we're farther north than we normally are. And the guy ahead of us, we went into this bodega and it was like, you know, we got our Gatorades and like our, you know, Swiss miss. Or it's not Swiss miss. What's the we got a little cupcake. We got some chips. You know, we got like then we got another bag of chips or whatever, you know, whatever you do in a bodega. But the guy ahead of us, <laughs> bought, he bought a loose cigarette. And so he's like, yeah, give me a cigarette. So he gives the guy two bucks, gets a cigarette and the guy lights it for him behind the counter. And Amelia looked at me like her world had just gotten flipped upside down <laughs> to watch somebody buy a single cigarette and then get it lit by the guy behind the counter. And I was like,
3: I've
0: "You know, never welcome." Seen that either. That's, I was wow. like, "Yeah." I was like, "This is this is how it is in New York." Like it, it was, was a
3: cigarette. It wasn't a cigar. No, it was Cigarello. it was a
0: straight up one single cigarette that he was buying, and I was like, "Oh, huh. if my kid wasn't here, I'd be buying that second cigarette so fast." Oh my god, <laughs> make your head spin one at a time. Never back. get caught by the wife.
2: Uh, that, yeah, that's smart. I gotta run it back really quick. Was there a weirdo on that interlude? Russell's oh. favorite instrument?
1: But there's definitely some weirdo oh. action going there it is there. Wiro. Actually up up on.
0: There
2: We got some weirdo. I actually
1: looked this up on geniuslyrics.com to see if there was a weirdo, and they don't call out a, a weirdo. So I wrote this Ooh. down as a tish tish tatish clock sounding is what i wrote in my notes it's a clock okay. sound okay. i think you I'm need to get on
0: genius russell as a contributor anytime there's a Wiro, get on there mm. Wiro god 69 and you're putting get up all your the Wiro's on there
1: <laughs> That's your clock. all right next up mama i feel like i think matt might have already taken
0: that on his peloton name right right <laughs> god, i
1: can't I, I can't have overlap with matt's peloton name. yeah
0: 6969 69, Sex Laser,
4: 6969. 69. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mama. This is the one where I was like, oh, this is poetry. Gambling Benjamin, benefit, sending in traffic, spinning women in cartwheels, linen, fabric on fashion, winning in every decision. Kendrick is master that mastered it, isn't it? Lovely how menaces turn attraction. pivot pivoting rappers, finish a fraction while riding blue magic. Thank God for rap. I would say it got me a plaque, but what's better than that? The fact it brought me back home.
0: I mean, think about that. Listen to that. Yeah, Thank God for rap. I would just... say it got me a plaque, but what's better than back? The fact that it brought me home. So he's talking about how he's reconnecting with his roots through the music that he's making. I mean, it's just like, there's just, this is one where you have to go to genius.com and figure out what the heck he's talking about because it's
2: us unbelievable. Yeah, this is a headphone album. I mean, and, but it also works great for playing in the house, but you really have to get studied if you want to know what he's talking about. Uh,
0: this song, uh, Hood Politics, is, then takes that idea of him talking about how he got out of where he, the area where he grew up. And now he's talking about the guilt of being rich and famous, and going back to that with hood politics. So he's thinking about, hey, this is what my youth was like.
2: He's using his yeah, high pitched biggie voice here.
0: Is this the album? Do you think that switch styles most of any album we've done yet? Yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's why
2: when Matt said it was stressful to listen to, it definitely is. It, you, you, there's never a, a long groove that you can kind of relax and just enjoy. Like it, it's demanding your attention all the
0: time. The next song we've got, How Much a Dollar Cost. Uh, this is about, it's a story where he sees a homeless guy in South Africa who asks him for a dollar. Uh, unhoused, excuse me. I ask him for a dollar and it turns out that the person is God and he denies it. And he's got a great line here where he says, well, how much is that diamonds worth? This song reminded me a lot of the Arrested Development song, Mr. Wendell, which is when I was growing up, like my first idea Mm. of like what it's like to be around uh, kind of an unhoused population. And of course, it's something that my kids are seeing firsthand here in New York, unfortunately. But it really is. I, I I thought this was a great
4: one. Only spoke Zulu. My American tongue I do have a record store story about this song. Bring it if on. Anyone
2: wants to smoking, hear it? He I want to hear was, it. There was a record store in Oakland uh, that has, has closed, unfortunately, called Park Boulevard Record and Tape, Records and Tapes, and it was owned by uh, Andrew Nozitsky, who I'm sure is listening. Uh, he goes he's by the Nas. Second cousin
1: of Michael Werdum, titties.
2: <laughs> he goes by. He goes well, he's by the Nas and on Twitter, <laughs> and he's one of one of the uh, rap internet's uh, greatest writers, characters, aficionados. Uh, he writes for Fader and other places. Anyway, he owned the record store, and uh, he was a cool guy. And you would uh, you go into the store, and it was always like dudes shooting the shit about you know the Warriors or whatever, and there was always cool records on. Um, and I went to the dollar bin. And grabbed a single of The Bridges Over by Boogie Down Productions, which we were talking uh, on our um, text chain this week about great diss tracks. Uh, Bridges Over is a great diss track. And it was, a, it was he had it in the dollar bin. And I took it up to the front. And I said, you know, hey, man, I'm you know checking out. And, you know, buying the records. And he goes through checking, you know, scanning each one of them. And then this one that, that comes up, the, the Boogie Down Productions one, he was like, oh, you know what? honestly, I don't know. I haven't listened to this one. I'm not sure what kind of quality it's in. Like it might not, you know, so if it's terrible, go ahead and bring it back. And I was like, well, it's only a dollar. So, you know, it's fine. I'll just like,
1: you gotta be a real asshole to bring that back for a (laughs) dollar.
2: Right. And he said, yeah. Right. I mean, how much does a dollar cost? Right. And I didn't realize at that moment that he was quoting Kendrick. And now later, I'm like, oh man, what a, what a nerd. I was not even, I wasn't even hip to what he was trying to say (laughs) to me.
5: Complexion.
0: It's about beautiful women of any color.
2: Uh, the Rhapsody verse on this one is really good. She really lays it down, too. And I read that she basically was like, he didn't give me, like, a lot of instructions. He was just like, here's the general idea. I
1: think one, one like interesting the thing Jones about this approach. song is it's it's about complexion, but I think really it's about, like, not feeling good about yourself or something. I think a lot of people can relate to that for different reasons, right? Whether they're terrible podcast hosts or ever they don't feel good about themselves. Like there's so many reasons that I, I love it. When you make fun read. of Aaron, it's my
0: favorite part of the show.
1: You can relate Fuck to that this guy. even if it's not specifically about that topic, but I think, I think there's, it's a broader reach than maybe you might initially think.
0: Yeah. I agree. My self-esteem is so high. It's a wild, that might surprise you guys, but my <laughs> self-esteem, this is not a bit like I honestly have this high of a self-esteem. It's gotten me through every s. Ass- if I had this high of self-esteem in middle school, I definitely would have gotten somebody pregnant. There's no doubt in my mind. That <laughs> that that <would> <laughs> I swear to God, my life in middle school, I was such a mess. I thought I was just nobody. I know if I was as confident as I am now, it would have swung the other way and caused way more trouble than me just not sitting at the this right should, lunch this table.
1: This should be an MTV show after <laughs> Teen Mom or whatever. Like if I were this confident in high school, I would have definitely got someone pregnant. It would just be like people like Rob doing podcasts and people like accomplishing these middle age, like stupid things yeah. that nobody cares about. But if I knew if I were this awesome, then.
0: And then a big reveal is pregnant. like a picture of me in middle school. And they're like, really?
3: Really? This is is what was going to get that done. I was going to say the big reveal should be a picture of you doing a podcast with four middle-aged guys in your daughter's bedroom in the middle of
1: New York. (laughs) He ain't getting no one pregnant anymore.
0: I don't Gosh. care. I don't care what how many boudoir shoots he does. I felt my confidence <laughs> drop there for a second. I've never felt that before. All right, <laughs> the blacker the berry. Everybody like confidence.
4: I'm the 2015. Once I this witness, this world so on, on I Wikipedia to
0: they said that this has a boom bap, bap
4: African, beat. Can you explain
0: African, that to me, Aaron? Do you know, African, know what they're I'm talking African, about? The it's it's they're
2: talking about the drums my and the bass. Yeah, I know what
5: beat is. I'm asked
2: about the. It's like Bam an East part. Coast kind of I yeah. I mean, boom bap rap is kind of an East Coast thing. Uh, I think. I mean, yes, Tupac is a West Coast rapper, but he's you know started while well, he was a multi-coastal guy. I think uh, the spectral of Tupac. There's only two. Yeah, I mean, well, Tupac, you know, he like was born in Baltimore, and then he learned to rap in Oakland, and then went back to New Jersey with outsiders, and then came back to the Idiot West Coast. Robby. I think yeah. I Bi- need to do <laughs> I think Wikipedia, Wikipedia research. Term.
1: You didn't, you didn't Wikipedia coast before this before this podcast, Rob. You're pretty good at Wikipedia everything else. Nope, this is all. At yeah,
2: the top I think of the you know, he, Tupac is a, a specter over the whole album, and I think the black of the berry is uh, obviously that's not a phrase that's unique to Tupac. But if you you know you think about the opening to, um, well, now I'm forgetting which which Tupac song that starts with the back of the black of the berry and sweet Mama, of the juice. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think it is.
3: So I think he's like making an homage to to that. Era of so Rosie, the song it's it's keep your head up. It's keep not your head mom, up. That's the one. Yeah, yep. I, I drew a blank. Thank you for fixing that. All right, guys, it's just
0: like uh, when I try to sleep standing up. You ain't got a lie.
4: You ain't got lie. No. <Come> <laughs>
0: I do. Yeah, I think in general the beats get more straightforward here late in the album. <laughs> keep yeah. Keep yeah. Keep this is another reference keep to Tupac. Uh, with his song lie to kick it and in fact he he released this whole album the day after the 20th anniversary of me against the world the tupac album so he's i mean it's one of my favorite things
1: about this song and maybe it's something that some of us can learn on this podcast is he talks about like the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room those who don't tell you what they know are the ones who know everything and so When Aaron talks under us, maybe Aaron, you should think about that when you're talking under Rob and I (laughs) and under Matt, that it's not about who's
0: speaking the loudest. So I just figured I would look at the sign I hold up. Sometimes it just says, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this again made me think about me when I was younger, because he's saying uh, you don't have to lie to kick it. Turns out that's not true. I had to lie constantly to kick it all the time. I am still lying (laughs) to kick it very often. (laughs) (laughs) line <laughs> <laughs> to kick it was my whole life it's like oh oh do you want to see this movie oh yeah i'd love to see this movie oh what's it called the notebook oh my god i cannot wait i love romantic comedies line <laughs> to kick it i this is the first single off the album it's the only top 40 hit off the album it's obviously uh it's got a sample of who's that lady by the isley brothers and he actually went all the way to st louis to uh not on a coast Aaron. and just to let you know to ask of permission to use this in the song. It won Best Grammy for Best Rap Performance and Best Rap Song. And he said that the rest of the album was feeling negative, so he wrote this to promote positivity.
1: So this is kind of one of the commercial hits from this album, right? Yeah. The only one, kind of right. I thought All Right was. Yeah, you're right, Matt. But this one, best rap song, best rap performance,
0: right, Rob? Yes. And best karaoke version on YouTube, I can tell you right now. It's one of the few songs that has a karaoke version. I am not to let this one but I like it. so much.
2: favorite anecdote about this song, I'd, maybe I'll give away who my employer is here, but my employer used some verses from this uh, song in an ad. And uh, the, some of the more uplifting verses uh, use, use the song in an ad about mental health. But the song, and I, I hope that the person who put this song in the ad knew this, the song also includes the line, I put a bullet in the back of the back of the police, and I, I really enjoyed that a corporate ad campaign used uh lines from a song so i put a bullet in the back of the back of the police like someone and had to i know love that. big
0: corporations they never make any mistakes i think it's great it
2: got approved by somebody and that's i've always enjoyed that that
0: person's like listen i just got fired from pepsi for this kindle jenner ad but i'm here at your company i'm ready to make another ad let's go we're gonna do a successful thing this is gonna be great <laughs>
1: That's a mortal man that survives making
0: that decision. I will say this part I was thinking about trying to do the karaoke song for. I could not figure out the rhythms that he was doing. I was like, this is too hard. I read this is only one of five songs
1: to ever reach the top 100 or the hot 100 that only had one one letter in the name of the song. How many other songs? There are four others that only had one letter to reach the Hot 100.
0: All right, guys, we you can guys do this. You guys think of any?
1: You'll never get it. One is X by Chris Brown. Mm, one is oh, Three by Britney Spears. One is O by O'Marion. and the last one is 1993.
0: We've got Seven by Prince in the New oh, I, oh, I would have that. I heard that song the other day. That song is horny as hell again. That, yeah, that one. You're right. Although that's at that the same time as that Mariah Carey song, guys. I think I was just going through my horny phase. <laughs> Alright. Prince, Prince was Zegadan. also wearing a snowmobile suit <laughs> that was not <laughs> forfeiting. Actually, I would like to see that. That would kinda be horny. Alright, last one, Mortal Man. Now originally The ghost of Mandela. hope my flow stay propelling. Let these words be your This earthquake. album was to you be called me Two Pimp a Butterfly for because when you spell that out it spells out Tupac.
4: Let me this like T U,
0: like the Spanish.
4: T- and I think the
0: biggest part of this song that we're, that I don't have a sample of is at the end where he has takes a recording from like a Swedish TV station of Tupac talking, and he sticks himself in there to have a conversation with him.
1: Which I was so disappointed. I thought this song was called Mega Man after the Nintendo <laughs> game, and then he didn't get into any no codes or anything on no. Nintendo. I was so so bummed.
2: They made two way too. How many Mega Man went all the way up to like what six or seven? They made way too many
0: Mega Mans. Yeah, Mega there, were, there was
1: way too many mortal man songs in this album. Not enough mega
0: man. On mega man. I always went and fought Woodman first. Cause I thought it was funny. <laughs> Woodman. All right, let's get, that is it for to pimp a butterfly. I got to say guys, once again, I have to, I have to say this whole setup of this podcast has gotten me to listen to albums. I would never ever listen to. And this one, I, I really enjoyed I don't get to make a real rating at the end. So I have to say what I think right now. All right, let's get into everyone's favorite section. Well, you could no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my everybody's favorite part. This is my Sisyphean ordeal. I'm pushing this rock up the slope every week, coming up with a joke. Rating Oh yeah. Sisyphus, Russ, look him up. Don't type in Sisyphus this time into your search.
3: It's a brewery, Sisyphus.
1: Wait, should I have not invited to that girl on the first date to push that rock up the hill? <laughs> Rob, you're supposed to laugh into the microphone. Oh, I'm into so the uh, ha, ha. Yeah. I think that is I'm very sorry. funny. Longest first date,
0: first date ever. Meanwhile, um, Russ is at the bottom of the chair an umbrella with sunglasses on and some lemonade. Hey, push that rock up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into everybody's section. Favorite section. The rating system is this album. Uh, Which is number, (laughs) the one thing I should know, is number 18 on this list. 19. 19. Is this album (laughs) falling apart? Okay, in 2020. Nobody's uh, listening right now. Everybody's (laughs) cut out by this. Nobody is listening. (laughs) Rolling, is this album rolling well tone? That means it's perfect just where it is at number 19. And I'm going to say that clean so I can edit it in earlier. 19 uh is this album did it get rolling boned it means it's too low on the list it should be up higher which in this case is a lower number so it should not be nineteen it should be eighteen or lower in this case in the list higher but we it is you know chronological this is later so think earlier on the list now or is it a rolling groan you did not enjoy listening to this it should be much lower than nineteen but not a lower number it's a higher number or if you're going chronologically a later album all right but not actually chronologically by when the order was made because this is one of the later albums on the list so Think about that. Larry Russell, what do you think?
1: I've never been a, I don't listen to a ton of current music. So this was my kind of first experience with Kendrick Lamar. And it took me a few listens to really kind of get a vibe with it and really start to appreciate it. And I had to read a little bit about it too, Mm -hmm. to understand a lot of the meaning behind what he was singing about. I think it's an amazing album. I love Wesley's theory. I love the song King, King Kuta. I love some of the, the commercial hits. For me, it's not one of my favorite 20 albums ever, so I'm going to say Rolling Boned. The other thing I would say is it's hard to really listen to this album and then go back to listen to a Beatles album from like 60 years ago, because there is so much more going on in an album like this when you go back and listen to the Beatles, and it's just this very basic beat, this very basic guitar and drums, and it's really, really becoming hard for me to compare these newer albums to the older ones, because they are so different in terms of technology and in terms of um, just the evolution of what music is right now. So it's Rolling Bone for me. I don't think it's one of my 20 favorites, but if you were to put this back 50 years ago, it just it blows those old albums out of the water from my perspective.
0: Hey, wait a minute. It's me, Paul McCartney. You said you like Thundercat more than me? Oh, no. Oh, switched up voices there a little bit. Not going to do Big Bopper at right the end. Do not have time. Rosie, what do you think of this album? Is it rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? And don't think about the time the guy at the record store tested you and then realized you'd know nothing about music. Your wife would have caught that reference, the by the way.
2: I know. She would have. She would have caught it for sure. Yeah, I I'm I um once again I'm going to defer to both Russell and Matt who have been uh, more eloquent about this than I, but um it's hard to think about where this ranks. How do you rank something like this? It's a to me it's a monumental work of art, but I agree with Matt it's not easy to listen to, um although art doesn't have to be easy. And I think that um in terms of an album of the last 10 years, it captures so many moments and so much of what was going on in music, uh, up until that point. So, um, for me, I will say rolling well-toned. Um, but I certainly understand the the difficulties of trying to enjoy this album.
3: Uh, I, I'm going to say rolling groaned. Um, I, with Rosie, it's hard. Where do you peg this? So you kind of put this as, uh, call it consciousness, rap, rap albums in the last 10 years. Well, it's probably up there. It's way up there. You know, I, if you're putting it up against Tupac, putting it up against Wu-Tang, putting it up against Outkast and my, you know, Outkast is my jam, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would, I wouldn't listen to it over any of those other albums. Um, it is hard to listen to. So I, I would put Wu-Tang ahead of it. I would put, uh, Aquium by Outkast ahead of it. Probably put, uh, maybe Biggie ahead of them. You know, he, he's. It's certainly a great album, in the last 10 years, it's very monumental where it is. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to say it's rolling groaned, meaning its its number is too low, so it should have a higher number. You don't need to explain this part. To everybody. I, I
0: think I might have said rolling boned earlier.
1: I <laughs> meant did. rolling groaned. It was too high. <laughs> yep. I got yep. confused also. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's too high.
1: It's rolling groaned. Yep.
0: Okay, guys, funny prank, acting like you don't understand my system, even though I clearly explained this. Speaking of things that are funny, let's get to my rating. What's your rating, Rob? We have, I like how oh, I have to hype myself up. This is a rolling presidential nomination, because Obama Ooh. said this was his favorite from the album of 2015 okay Dang. how brave wow. to pick an album that won two grammys and he liked it so much that he forgot to close guantanamo bay because of that so that's a Whoa. Uh, a mean? lot wow. of people do don't mean? realize that he he promised he would and then he didn't do what a big mistake all right <laughs> so. Liked it so much that he forgot to say that cops shouldn't murder people okay yeah, whoops. my bad I, i'm the person in power that could do something about it but instead i'm just gonna say i like the album okay gonna edit that part out <laughs> wow next up. Wow. Oh. Speaking of things that cause controversy, next up we've got Kid A by Radiohead. No, no, wow. oh Merry yes Christmas, we do. Everybody. You won't so let us is. release that earlier episode, Russell. So we have to listen to it again. That is your punishment. No yeah,
1: way. <laughs> this, this this album has no business being anywhere near this. Oh, oh, All Speaking
0: of cissa pissing ordeals, this is Russ listening to <laughs> <Whoa>. Kid A <laughs> getting into a pissing match. And that's it for <laughs> Beck. Did it better. <laughs> When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear for guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Russ was going to be funny. Beck did it better. While we were doing this podcast,
1: I got a text from a woman I've been on a date with and I had to play it in a robot voice but it, it said
4: <laughs> Hey Russ, it was nice knowing you I am no longer interested in this I can't be with someone who confuses Voltron with the Thundercats oh. Kiss these big titties goodbye <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was so depressing I don't ever want to be broken up by the computer
0: voice again That was terrible I don't know, she said kiss these big titties goodbye I think there's an opening there <laughs> Holy shit, guys.
5: <laughs> <laughs>